Alpha Sessions. Hello everyone and welcome to Alpha Sessions. I'm with the beautiful, inspiring, incredible, amazing, delightful and very um, approachable and down-to-earth um, Claudia Cates, who I've actually known for 20 minutes, but I already find her inspiring and you'll find out why. Claudia Kate, I love your stage name. Is that how you were born? Oh, yes. Came oh. straight out. Claudia and Kate. Claudia Kate. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Kate's like a family name. Yeah. Um, Claudia. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think I chose it when I was about 13. Okay. And I started doing music and I think I didn't want to just be Claudia because yeah. I don't, I just felt it wasn't right. Yeah. And I, my last name, Radden, I didn't have okay. the spark. So okay. I thought Claudia Kate is nice, two, a few syllables, then one. Yeah. And I just liked the CK, like the, the um, what do you call it, alliteration? You got it. So I stuck with it. I had a bit of a wobble like a year ago. I was like, is this a bit, is it? Do I like it? Yeah. Um, but I got a logo made. I just really? And then I was like, actually, I really like it. So yeah. I stuck with it. Yeah. It's quite a journey, isn't it, with your name? Like, I think it's normal to doubt it sometimes because, like, as artists, we, we sometimes... We, we look into all of our facets. I think it's normal to, like, doubt yeah, it at times, right? Yeah, overanalyze. Overanalyze, you know? Um, but I, I like the alliteration. Thank um, you. It has a ring to it, so... Thank you. Yes. And... What I'd love to know is, like, what was your journey with music? Because it seems like you've forever been playing. It seems like it comes supernaturally to you. Yeah, it really suits you. And your voice, it's like, even, I think, what I could tell in the music, it seems to be something like, and I resonate with this myself as an artist, maybe something that has got you through difficult times as well. Like, yeah. how did you find that in your life? Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up listening as a CD in the car kid, oh. you know, that... I feel like our generation is that. Yeah. yeah, so we used to drive to the south of France every summer to go camping. Sweet. And those massive car journeys would just be like Kelly Clarkson mm, CD. Kelly. We had like really rogue ones like The Cause or like <gasps> Queen, yeah. And I think just listening to those same pop albums over and over just... I had a love of music for me and catchy music, catchy songs. Oh, yes. Um, but also ones with like a lot of Queen songs, where actually the lyrics are like really quite deep and really cool. And I think I grew up with that. And then I picked up a guitar at about 12 because ah. I wanted to be Taylor Swift. Aha, uh -huh, interesting. Um, slash also wanted to be Hannah Montana. Okay. And so I think those, idols. yeah, those two mm. idols pushed me through. Um, and then I, I got singing lessons at about 15. Because uh -huh. I never quite, I never could quite get my rate. It was very husky. Ah. And I could never quite break through to the higher range. But I got lessons and I recommend them to anyone who yeah. thinks they something's there and they can't, that literally saved my life getting singing lessons. So. Right. What what was it about singing lessons? Because I've, I've said to people, and I used to carry a tote bag I got as a present saying, singing is cheaper than therapy. And Shut singing up. lessons, right? Yeah. Like I almost did come out of a singing lesson a lot of the time feeling like that is much more insightful and powerful yeah. than any therapy. You, what do you think I think is? people think you can't um, learn it, but you can. And I used to love it. I'd come mm. out of my lesson for half hour and just sing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Literal therapy. It just feels so good. And it's so relaxing. And it's mm. an instrument you already have. Yes. So like, why not nurture it and make yes. it better? And I found like doing breathing exercises is like good for your anxiety. Yeah, just, just and the more I got better at it, the more confident I got. And it was just yeah. my my teachers were so sweet. They were a married couple. Like a teacher. Yeah, they were on in um, I say Broadway. I I'm English West End together. Oh yeah, and that's how they met. And then oh, they lived together and they sweet. worked together. And I would have alternating teachers, and they oh, were just lovely. Sarah and Ian Clark. 
Oh, I love them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they made you who you are, and that's yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Having mentors is you know mentors yeah, come so in every kind of way, so that's awesome. Amazing to hear. So I'm gonna get cracking on your three phenomenal songs that you played. You guys are in for a treat. Um, it doesn't. You don't always get an experience of listening to music. You know, you go to open mic nights. We've all been there when you've heard live music and thought. That doesn't sound the same on the CD or whatever, but you know, this really felt like we were listening to an album. So, amazing Thank live you. singer. Um, and your first song was Fizzy. Fizzy, yes. So, I've written down some of the lyrics that really got to me. So, oh yes, yeah, so you're talking about like, I built a bit of an image in my head. You're like talking about going to work, getting the tube. And I think there was also something about something about London, like what does London do to you? Yeah. Like what what was going on for you at the time? Uh, so I wrote it, I think, a year ago now. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I moved to London at the end of 2020. I was mm. determined to move. Moved even... Well, you know when that time when you thought the pandemic was over and oh, then yeah. they were like... Poof, One foot out. Yeah. Lockdown two, lockdown three, lockdown four. Yeah. Uh, so I moved like between the big lockdown and then the baby the baby walked on mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I got a job in a cafe and I'm still at the cafe I've actually worked my way up to like management beautiful by accident and I think this song was me it all hitting me that like you get to London and it's all like wow I'm in this but then you're like it's so expensive and then you're as an artist like you've got to have a full time job and then yes. you're balancing your time you're trying to balance your social life and exactly. you do have days you sit down you're like oh my god I can't remember the last time I like yeah. stopped and had a breeze and yeah. that's what this song is ah. about yeah. and is there anything positive about being fizzy or is it yeah yeah like the lyric maybe I should get up get out let down my hair yeah. was just like I need to just stop caring so much yeah. about literally everything I, like I'd be worrying about my job I'd be worrying about music I'd be worrying if my friends like me I'd be yes. and then I I would just you just explode yeah. and I just feel like fizzy like you know what I mean I'd you feel like congested like upset coke. yeah so um yeah that's the the whole point of the song is like just let it go yeah. let down your hair yeah just have fun and yeah. that's kind of what the song what do you do to let down your hair because I have I wrote that down actually like um it was powerful you're saying like maybe I should get out of bed it was almost like you're talking to yourself, you're getting yourself to it. Yeah. Can I do it? Talking yourself through it. Yeah. What gets you out of bed? I, although even as you said, like it's okay to also have those yeah, moments where you moments, need to just yeah. be there. But I think we all know that you can never really go wrong with getting out when you're yeah. in that headspace. Oh, yeah, and it's a really powerful yeah. thing to hear. Yeah. So I'm like wondering, what is it that lets your hair down? Where do you go? How, what do you do? Um, a gig. I love going to gigs going to gigs I think we all miss that yeah probably the most when yeah. everything was closed I did anyway yeah um, even going to a gig alone and meeting people yeah. meeting other artists um, having a pint just having a pint yeah there's nothing like it yeah
Like nobody likes me, nobody cares Nothing really matters, life isn't fair And I could just wallow in my despair But maybe I should get up, get out, let down my hair Nobody likes me, nobody cares Nothing really matters, life isn't fair And I could just wallow in my despair But maybe I should get up, get up, let down my hair I'm always feeling silly and lonely and cool I wanna see my friends but I hate getting the tube and I should just suck it up, get on with it, grow up a bit But right now I just want my mama feeling sick Cause yeah, I'm emotional, a bit of a mess But why is this feeling always there? Nobody likes me, nobody cares Nothing really matters, life isn't fair And I could just follow in my despair But maybe I should get up let down my head, nobody likes me, nobody cares Nothing really matters, life isn't fair And I could just fall in my despair But maybe I should get up, get out, let down my head Everybody feels like this sometimes Like everything sucks But you gotta get up and Everybody feels like The Alpha Sessions. So also you use the lyric, yeah, I'm emotional, a bit of a mess. Now, this is where it's interesting that we, we're allowed to, that, that there's artists, interviewing artists and people going off. And, and, and what came up for me in what kind of something that I'm thinking about at the moment is, like I've taken a lot of time out of London in the last month to be at little festivals and to go to meditation centres, slow down, be in nature, hug. And yeah. it's a lot more about being emotional and it's a lot less about that here in London. Yeah. And it's a bit of a battle. Yeah. And I thought that the phrase, yeah, I'm emotional, a bit of a mess, was an interesting one because I felt like the whole song was almost balancing, this is what I am and it's okay, but yeah. it's also difficult, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all my songs. You just summed up me as a person. I think I just... That was kind of me. I kept getting told I was too emotional when I ah. first moved, and I still do, especially at my job. I get told I'm too emotional a lot of the time, and I think that lyric was me, like, yeah, I am emotional. Yeah. So, like, yeah, and, like, owning up to it. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm a bit of a mess, but, like, here's why. I have all this stuff going on that I'm trying to do. Exactly. And what's wrong with being a bit emotional? What's wrong exactly. with it? Um, so I've been trying to, like, accept myself and accept that I'm emotional isn't that incredible and that's fine so this is another thing I'm kind of putting in some of my life dialogues um, that I've been chatting to with other friends about um, what do you think about city life is it good for the artist well that's such a hard question I think you're told it is because it's like oh go go do an open mic night every night go meet people um, I think it is and it isn't I think you're more likely to do well in a small town like I was saying, I still send my music to BBC Cambridge because they play it and they're uh -huh. so supportive. 
Um, so I think you're more likely to be a big name in a small town. Interesting. Um, but then I do also think at some point you do need to branch out, move mm-hmm. to a city. And I think it's important. Like, the people I've met, my opinions have changed in a mm-hmm. good way. It's good for me to struggle a bit. Yeah. Like, good for me to be on my own financially. So I'm really yeah. glad I did it. And yeah. I think it's good for artists, but I do think it is like, you've got to look after yourself. Like you've got to stay in check and keep your friends close and remember yes. why you're there and yeah. try and just, stay grounded. Yeah, that's mm. it, that's exactly it. You heard it here. What do you, what do you think? I've been here for like seven, eight years. Yeah. And my, my, my kind of trajectory, my thing is I, I always follow my heart. I yeah. always follow my heart. So I finished university, followed my heart, and I lived with my grandma, and I cared for her because she was, like, my bestie at the time. I mean, I had lots of friends, but I'm a real family person yeah, yeah, also, yeah. and, like, she was a big influence for me. So I wanted to be there for her in her last years. So I was there. I followed my heart. I lived with her. I cared for her till she passed. So and, yeah, and it was it was an important time. And through the seeing her pass away too early for her time, it also gave me the gift of sto- uh, storytelling. Well, storytelling, s- um, songwriting. Yeah. Wow. And through through seeing that, my songwriting just came out, and and so I spent seven years being here in London, um, making new friends, and I'm big into dancing, ecstatic dancing. That's cool. Do you know ecstatic? No, dance? can you demonstrate? <gasps> uh, you demonstrate. It's completely free. I'm so thinking you, you just crazy. Yeah, it's sober raving. It's no alcohol, oh my no gosh. drugs. No. Sounds very cool. Nothing. And and I've made lifelong friends. I've made amazing relationships. See, that's the thing. Where in where else in the country are you going to be able Amen. to go do that? That's so true. Amen. So before we go into the next song, you mentioned that you actually partner up musically with your boyfriend. So he's the producer. Yes. And does he make your videos as well? He he does. I make him do. Everything. So he's your agent. He's basically <laughs> like. Bless him. He doesn't do photography. He doesn't do videography. Mm. He, music's his thing. Yes. But I'll just be like, right, we're taking the album out. And he just has to do it. But it works yeah. every time. Yeah. Works or if you have a connection, sometimes it, it can yeah, be really good. Yeah, we, we balance each other out very well because he's so chill. Yeah. And he's, he's, I mean, to be a producer, I think your brain has to be wired so, like, scientifically. And um, so we so can true. take a good picture that's straight and, and I just yeah. make it arty and it, it works. Yeah. So we're a good team. Yeah. yeah. And you say he's a guitarist as well. Yeah, guitarist. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's very, that's yeah. quite romantic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not fighting um, over yeah. things. No, we don't mind. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, a lot of good Plugins collaborations do come. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Like, we have a good dynamic because I can be like, I don't like that. Yeah. And he'll be like, okay. And there's no big. Yeah. Yeah. That's pro- yeah. yeah, professional, that's yeah. Interesting, hey? And so, you then sang to us Baby Blue. Yes. Which was amazing. And I'm actually wearing it today. Yes. And so my first question was, what is it about Baby Blue? Oh, such a, v- I love these questions. Um, so Baby Blue, I don't, it was a song I wrote so quickly. Um, mm. It was about like teenage love, so my first love. Mm. And I was just thinking, not even really about him I was reflecting on the time mm. and I was think him as a colour is baby blue and I don't know why I think his his bedroom walls were baby blue mm. and something about him he was very boy we were young very boyish yeah. boyish colour um, yeah and when I was writing it when I was singing it, I was picturing the colour baby blue and then the lyric came mm. if you're a colour you'd be baby blue uh-huh. and then that's how the whole song kind of formed 
like I'm trying to hide It doesn't really matter now that we're 22 I guess nobody ever really knew me quite like you And if you were a color, you'd be baby blue When I've had a few eyes, I still think of you for sessions i also felt like when you said it feels like i'm trying too hard it re- it kind of made me match up the other songs just in the way i was interpreting it but they felt like there's a pattern in all of the songs which is something about accepting yourself but also feeling not belonging somewhere and like in some sort of imposterist stuff like that yeah. is very human thing it's yeah. very human experience is also very ex- like human but very creative experience to kind of feel a bit like an outsider somehow, even yeah. in, especially in love. Yeah. Do you have anything to say about what you mean by it feels like I'm trying too hard? Yeah, I mean, you've kind of just hit the nail on the head. Mm. I feel like you've seen therapy. Scorpio Moon. Scorpio Moon. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm a, um, yeah, I think... I'm a mystic. Yeah, honestly, you've got me down. <laughs> you've got me pegged. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, all the songs definitely, because Baby Blue and Fizzy are on an EP together. They'll be coming out at the end of the year. And yeah, all the songs on there they have a real feeling of like, mm. yeah, t- I mean, it's like a feeling of trying all the time. And yeah, feeling mm. a bit of an outsider and not knowing my place kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the trying too hard, I guess, in the context of this song was like, in the context of it being about reflecting on my first love, it was like I'm trying way too hard to not think about this. But I'm also trying, I'm trying too hard. And it's also like I'm talking to him as like an old friend. And I'm and in the present time, I do feel like I'm trying too hard at life. Yeah. And it's like I'm talking to him as like a comfort. like a. Uh-huh. So in that sense, yes, yes, it yeah, is what you're saying. I don't know how to explain okay. it. I just, I, the lyric just came out like, I am trying too hard. Yeah. I guess an all-encompassing feeling. <laughs> mm. So yeah. 
And when you write your songs, how do you go about that? So you said you get images in your head. Do you put a melody first? Like, what is it, or is it different every time? Um, yeah, different every time, but it is usually I get a feeling or be inspired mm. by something or someone. Yeah. Um, usually someone else's feelings or my mm-hmm. feelings. Mm-hmm. And then I do just start singing. I think lyrics are definitely my thing more than melodies and mm. more than chords. Um, I was quite late to guitar, more of a piano player. Ah. Um, but yeah, Fizzy was a weird one because my boyfriend actually wrote that guitar loop years ago and then he really? sent it to me. Yeah, oh. he added drums to it, sent it to me randomly. He was like, do you want to write on this? Okay. And I think I'd have a particularly bad bad week at work yeah. and I just sang over it and that chorus oh. came out of the Nobody Likes Me, Nobody Cares. So it kind of came a bit spontaneous. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I've actually found writing to music is really good for me because I don't have to worry about the chords, I don't have to worry about the melody, yeah. and then better lyrics are coming out. Yeah. So that's kind of my new approach. That's interesting. To being more of a lyricist. Yeah, I can melody. resonate with that. I sometimes go on YouTube and I, li- I put on like pan drum music and like spiritual stuff because my, my thing is like spiritual pop and medicine yeah. music. And the words that can come out just because there's already a bass line there. Yeah, you don't think you about it. can get profound. So, yeah. my personal, I think, favourite one, well, for sure the one that got me crying, and I think it was the first <laughs> one that, yeah. I love to cry, by the way. It's Me it's too. always good. Yeah, Me too, it's a good to thing. Music. Yeah, yeah, I love to. I love it. It feels so good. Um, and I think it was the first song I found on YouTube as well. And that's when I thought, wow, your voice is really impressive. Um, is fat. And even when I say the word fat, I'm like, oh, that's a uh, a loaded word. Like it just yeah. it's, it comes with a, a tag to it somehow. Yeah. So, how do you feel about the word? What what what? What provoked you to write a song called Fat? Um, so these, the song is actually written in two parts. So the mm. end spoken part, I wrote, I remember angrily writing it on my phone. When I was about mm. 17, I wrote the poem part. Because yeah. um, honest, it sounds so dumb, but honestly, my biggest fear is mm. of being fat. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm terrified of it. Mm. Again, I've, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm. And I've always been on the cusp being fat so I've always been like uh, like a scary scary mm. um, and then at uni I wrote the song part mm. um, randomly and then I, I hit a point of it where I was like I don't know where to take the song and I remembered I had the poem on my phone mm-hmm. and then I tried speaking it to a rhythm I had to alter it a little bit and then I remember we were in um, Al, my boyfriend's bedroom at the time, mm. and he he just stopped. He was like, "Oh my god, we have to record it right now." I was like, "Okay, okay." So we did it Love live, that. yeah, Love and did that. the whole thing as one song, yeah. and yeah, we released it two years later. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a really cool supportive connection. Like, yeah, it's really really awesome. Yeah. That is that's really really interesting. Okay, and you say, you know, things like I'm brave and I'm clever, but I'm haunted by the TV. Yeah, that really, that, that did hit home. So it's like the idea that you know something about what is so important as a human and the core values that you, you care about. And yet, isn't it cr- like absolutely freaking surreal that some sort of like centimetre thing can override yeah, that? And like mad. how it made me think about the need to keep having discourse about it. Just yeah, what what must we be being infiltrated by that yeah. that that really can override scary. all the most important things about yeah. us um and then you rapped i rapped which was eminem style yes hardcore mic dropped absolutely mic dropped yeah hard beats. how do you feel when you rap i love it i love speaking words i think i love kate nash 
and I d- there's a song called Don't You Want to Share the Guilt I don't know if you've heard no, listen to no. it on, on your way home yes I will and it's this beautiful song where she just she goes on a mad tangent but it's like all her feelings are just she's <laughs> shouting them out yeah. yeah and it gets at the end the music gets louder and louder and she's shouting over it mm-hmm. and I heard that song and I remember just you know you just hear a song and you just stop and you're like oh my god absolutely yeah. Um, and I had that in mind when we made that like when we recorded mm-hmm. it um, and I just love doing spoken words so I've started putting it in my songs now because I think I it's like just you yeah. can just put way more syllables in yeah. and you can say things in a way that's way more powerful than yeah. if you sung them yeah. I think it sounds this yeah, is also a glorious it. experience for me because it's just given me a light bulb moment of putting some of my poetry and Honestly, into music why not why not it's your song I was saying it's your song you do whatever you want with it why not start speaking cutting edge yes you can make a 10 minute long Spoken word. Yeah. Why not? Videos and yeah. You know what I'm saying. I look forward um, to seeing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We will. We'll have potential. I'm seeing maybe some collaboration in yes. the future. Yes. I'd love to. What are your dreams and ambitions with your music? I my favorite thing is playing live. It's my favorite thing mm. more than I love writing. Yeah. I feel like writing is just something I do. Yes. Whereas yeah. the performing is like. I get to then do that as a result. Yes. So just being a touring artist, being able to live off it, um, would just be my dream. Yeah. My absolute dream. More so than getting signed or yeah. selling things. It's just being able to tour. Um, wow. And I've been trying to do session work as well to tour with other people. Beautiful. Um, I just want to see the world that way. I just think it'd yeah. be amazing. And there's nothing like live music. So that's my goal. Um, oh, and I'm trying to just enjoy the journey. Because you never, I was saying, what I was saying to you earlier, you never know overnight you could just be famous. And you want to enjoy, I've been trying to tell myself to just enjoy uh-huh. every little, every little step and just look yeah. back every now and then and be like, oh my God, a year ago I didn't even do that and now yeah. look at me doing it. Because you yeah. cannot notice yeah. how far you're coming. Absolutely. So, yeah. So being mindful and reflective and yeah. enjoying the process. Yeah. The final What's question should go. What's your Okay, that's the, pen- <laughs> this is the penultimate question. Um... Penultimate question. Who has inspired you musically? So many. Yeah. Can I make a list? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's go. Uh, so growing up, Taylor Swift. She's not Taylor got Swift one song? bad song. Not one bad song. This woman can just churn them out. So. No bad songs. Uh, maybe Glamorous. Nah, you like them all. I, I like can't them all. change that. Um, John Mayer. Ah. Which is controversial because those two had a, a thing. And it didn't yeah, end well. No. Um, but yeah, John Mayer. And then Hannah Montana. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Miley. Um, and then more recently, um, like indie, like Wolf Alice. Mm. I love their lyrics. Um, oh, there's so many. Kate Nash, yeah. Lily Allen. I get told yeah. they sound like Kate Nash and Lily Allen a lot. Yeah. So I grew up listening to them. Um, but I, re- I mainly do listen to females, I've realised. Yeah. just so many female musicians that just... Inspire me. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Um, telepathy. Telepathy. How do you say that word? Telepathy. Tele- you're making me do this again. Telepathy. <laughs> telepathy. Help! Telepathy. Bah. Telepathy. No, you tried Tele- too hard. Telepathy. I once was reading a script in drama and the word was tarantula, but I was doing an American accent and I said tarantula. <laughs> And the whole class laughed at me, and I'm traumatized. Well, yeah, this feels like we, we have a we have a we have a sisterhood here because as I read Jacqueline Wilson's as a kid, read them to myself. I was reading Orangutan as Orange Utten. Orange Utten. Yeah. So, 
So all is well. It's easily done. Still made it's it. It's really easily done. Still made it and I'm here. You, see, we've grown up. And um, cool. one thing that people will definitely want to know is your socials and yes. how to find out what your next gig is. So Can I'm mostly active on Instagram. Uh-huh. Claudia underscore Kate. Beautiful. Same thing on TikTok. Yes. Um, I'm playing a show with Jenem and Leah G on the Beautiful. 23rd of September. Okay. I can't remember the venue right now. Yeah. But it will be... But you put it on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm doing my headline at Camden Assembly on the 17th of January. And tickets amazing. will be coming soon. I'm I think it's going to be a free gig, so... It's going to be amazing. That'll be good. Thank yeah. you so much for Thank sharing you your so music much. and your awesome personality. Let's just watch this space because you're awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. It's so nice to meet you. Lovely Thank to meet you. Covered up my mirror Cause I was fixated on my figure I'm trying hard to change I'm in my twenties, I know better I am brave and I am clever But Something very wrong with that because I could be a murderer if I so wished, which is a hell of a lot scarier than 40 inch hips. When I was a little girl, I thought the worst thing in this world that a girl could be is fat. I watched Bridget Jones' diary on the TV and I couldn't help but think, I don't want that to be me. And then this idea crept in. I would spend my whole life striving to be thin, and so the years went by. And I would eat, and then not eat, and then eat again and cry, and think that a boy would never love me because of the size of my thighs, which is stupid as. This is a nasty feeling that I did not teach myself to feel. I did not bloom from my mother so that I could live a life of guilt. So I had this thought, and you'll think that I'm mad. But I thought maybe if I just stop fixating on this, I won't feel so sad. And maybe I could accept myself as I am. What a radical move. Hey, maybe there's more to life than thinking about food. And maybe I could take back the control. 
Forget about even numbers on the clothes tag and the odd ones on the scale. What if I stop waiting to live? What if I just throw out my old jeans and bought new ones that fit? So that's where I'm at. And I'm nowhere near the finish line, but I've stopped crying in the fitting room. In fact, the fitting room is fine. Turns out the mirror is just glass, and I don't need to care. Because there are people that love me, and there is beauty everywhere, and I don't love myself. Because it's not as simple as all that. But if I can just wake up in the morning and accept that I am who I am, then that will be a damn good place to start.